The following podcast may contain themes and references not suitable for young people and may also contain themes and references that might be offensive to some listeners. Be advised that no ill will has been intended in recording this episode and it has been done so purely for entertainment purposes. If you have any concerns or complaints about what is discussed in the following episode, please contact us. Listener discretion is advised. Time to frock up, put on the sequence and say Guten Tag, Trump. Turin. We bring you Australia's original Eurovision podcast, Eurovision. Direct from the Eurovision capital of Australia, New York City. Now, here's your host, Ben Navratova. It is Eurovision, Australia's original Eurovision podcast. We come to you for both the most exciting and most depressing episode of every year at the episode where we talk about the final, go over everything that happened, our likes, dislikes, and everything else in between. But of course, it's sad, it's depressing, because it's the last episode we generally do for a year as well. So, lots to cover, lots to get through. My name is Ben, and I'm joined by, again, the happiest and saddest person in the world right now, direct from Emu Plains, it is Jared Lubeek. Jared, welcome back to Eurovision. Eurovision, Eurovision. Thank you, Ben. Small steps. We'll get to Eurovision one day, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I always, I always fuck up. Apparently, I listened to our one from the other year, and apparently, I did exactly the same thing. So good to see I learn over a three-year period. Uh, speaking of learning, he learns a lot because he's Alex Morella, and he's a smart man. Welcome back, Alex, to Eurovision. Always learning. Still can't understand many languages that are used at Eurovision. Yes, exactly. I'm not saying you're not smart, Jared. You also are smart. So um, just I should have re-start re- again, basically, everyone. Uh, we stuffed up the introduction. Um, but the final is done with the most obvious winner in the history of Eurovision happened. Ukraine won. Uh, Kalush Orchestra. Stephanie. Um, yeah, uh, standard. Uh, I just, I guess we, I don't know what we really say about this. We all knew what happened. We all predicted the winner. Everyone knew it was going to happen. And I mean, there's many reasons for it, of course, but. It's a good song. It's not a shit song. It's not 2016 Ukraine. So let's just point out that way. Um, Jared, it was obvious. We knew it was going to happen. It's happened. How are you feeling about Ukraine's third ever win at the Eurovision Song Contest? Um, I feel like kind of indifferent, I suppose. It it really did... Um, I don't want to say it ruined uh, the contest, but it made for a very like uneventful, predictable contest. But I feel like it's almost been like that for the last couple of years. I'm waiting for a year when, when I watch it and it truly is like down to like a couple of votes and it's not the favorite who kind of walks away with the title. Um, But I mean, to give them their due, the song itself was definitely deserving of a top 10, potentially top five finish, no matter how you look at it. So um, not, not too annoyed at them uh, walking away with the win. Was 2018 the last time it was kind of close? I mean, we all knew Toy was probably going to win it, but Fuego really got very close. Um, I mean, would you say, Jared, that you would think, and I'll ask you the same question, Alex, in a second, that 2018 was the last time we maybe had a bit of like, ooh, who's going to win? Or do you feel Toy was a runaway favourite that year? Um, It's hard to say. It's probably not as close as, as like we remember it. Even like... Something like 2019 when Duncan Lawrence won. It wasn't like he was first with either the jury or the televotes. I suppose there was a bit of suspense there, but I mean, he was the favorite going in, just like how Toy mm. was the favorite going in. I'm just waiting for a year when the favorite going in uh, doesn't win, which I suppose is going to be difficult because obviously like the favorite changes over time with rehearsals. So generally by the final, the, the bookies have got it right, but it would just be nice to uh, have a completely unexpected Winner, whether it's like second, even second favorite would would be a, a, a um, unexpected result at this point in time. 
Well, I mean, we'll go to you, Alex, and we'll talk about this, obviously, when we get more to the, the top five. But uh, one that I'll say that, I mean, obviously didn't win, but got third that I think did that purely on their amazing performance, uh, Spain. I mean, holy crap balls. That was like, geez, I'm still recovering from that. Um, Alex, uh, thoughts on the winner? Thoughts on what I just mentioned about Toy and that? Everything else that I just said, lump it into one. It's a bit more to worth question. There's 50 and one. Go for it. I mean, we all knew it was going to be the winner. It's a fair winner. Um, I think even last year, like I know there was a lot more interest in Italy over others, but I feel like even when I was watching it, I was like, oh, there's a chance. Like you never know. Like there was enough of like, a, you never know about it to at least be interested. So, I mean, this is probably the first year where you were just yeah, waiting for the inevitable. Um, but like on the whole, it was enjoyable. As you said, I think Spain was incredible as well. And I'm glad they did so well. I'm still amazed the UK did so well, but <laughs> That's, you know, that's, that's not a bad thing. I think it, they, they, they performed the house down in the end. Um, so it, it was, um, yeah, I think most of it I was pretty happy with, and I'm sure we'll kind of go in a little bit more detail with it, but it was, it was satisfying to, to watch overall. I think that was the main thing is I really enjoyed a lot of the performances. I think, yeah, I agree. And I think the thing that we should always say with Ukraine is that, you know, of course you're going to get, I don't want to say even they got sympathy votes. I mean, they do to an extent, but not on a bad thing. I'm not saying it's like, oh, they only won because of the war. Like, the song is a decent song. And I think, Jared, you said, like, yeah, deserving of a top 10, deserving of a top five. And obviously the situation that's happening there helps them a little bit. And I, I think I said this the other day. I still feel this is a song that we'll hear in a few years' time that you go, yeah, okay, that, that's a winner. Like, I, I fucking cannot remember the 2016 Ukraine song. I legitimately could not sing a word of it for you right now. Um, and I'll probably hear it and go, oh, yeah, that one. Whereas at least 2004, Wild Dancers, I fucking love that song. So I, I remember that one to bits. But I still feel this is a song which I could remember in a few years' time that won it, which I think is somewhat decent. It's not like Ukraine were just like, hey, we've been invaded. All of our singers have been killed. Here's Jenny from Kiev. Um, she's just going to sing a ballad about war. And then she automatically wins it. Like, I mean, it, it's not to say that, that would be bad, Jenny. I'm sure you're probably a good singer. But, like, it's, it's still a somewhat decent song, which I think... Like, I don't know. I can live with this winning. Like, I, I still don't know if I can live with 2016 living. Yeah. living uh, winning. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, anything on that, Jared, or any other thoughts on sort of the situation with, with Ukraine that obviously did help them win? Um, I just think, like, they send – like, Ukraine sends quality year after year. So, really, like, they – I feel like they deserve, like, a win every, every like, five years or though because, like, they're sending quality. They're the only country that competes in the semifinals that has never like missed out on the final. Uh, the staging too, I thought was really like clever and impactful. Um, so I think, yeah, like we've said, well-deserved. And the fact that like, it was just insane. Like the, the televote, I'm sure we'll get to it in more detail, but, but 439 points out of like a maximum score of 468. Mm. I, they were just getting like 12s from everybody. So like, it's clear that like the sentiment, like across the board, um, I feel like that adds like more legitimacy to, to how well they did. And the fact that juries had them so high as well. Which before I, Alex, you get your thoughts. I mean, you look at the history, as you said, with Ukraine. Um, yeah. Only twice, three times, four times, five times, well, a few times. They're not finishing the top 10, but generally they're a solid top 10 um, finisher. And, I mean, maybe it's just the the light blue and yellow flag situation. I mean, it's just they catch Sweden's. Uh, maybe that's the secret to doing well in Eurovision. Your flag needs to be those colours. Just actually, before I, Alex, get your thoughts, obviously, Jared, I know you pay a lot of attention to, you know, the national televotes of each of these countries in the lead-up. Did you see Alina's song, the one that actually won to go there? And do you feel had Alina's song, which I'm not even going to try and pronounce it here. This is Alina Pasha, of course. She, she was the winner of their televote, but obviously did not make it. Was her song, would it have been good enough, do you think, to win? Like, was it as good as uh, Stephanie or worse or anything? Like, thoughts on how that would have done? I personally preferred it. Um, and I think I like, I think it would have won. And if anything, it kind of had more of, um, I suppose, like an, an anti-war message that like similar to when Jamala won. Like, it was probably in that in a similar vein and style. Um, so I think if anything, like that could have picked up more points and that even that song, I feel like would have tended even more to this whole, like, oh, they only won because of the war. Right. Okay. I'll have to check it out. I need, I need to listen to it. Uh, Alex, any uh, extra thoughts on the situation with Ukraine and, and how maybe this will look be looked in a few years time when we look back at this song winning Eurovision? 
I think it'll always kind of have that slight query of whether it would have won any other year and how good it would be, but I'm hoping that's not how everyone remembers it. Um, so hopefully it's, it's all good. I, I did, there was an awkward one where one of my friends on like Sunday morning was like, Oh, so why did Israel never get this kind of rate? I was like, Oh, let's not go there. Like that's not, that, that, that's not, this is no, this is not the time to go into that. So I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I think as long as like, hopefully this isn't something we're going to see again in the future. Anyway, that's the main thing. You don't want it to have to have the political situation reflecting what happens every year in Eurovision. Yeah. Well, I mean, legitimate question. And I don't know how this comes across. So bear with me. I always got to start a question, but like, I remember growing up in the nineties when the whole like Ireland IRA situation was pretty bad. Is that why Ireland won like three years in a row? Was that, was there a big thing around the political? Like, I don't actually know my history around the political nature of earlier Eurovision wins. I don't, again, I literally don't know if either of you know the answer to that, but like, I mean, I don't know. Any of you know? Or... <laughs> no. All right. Cool. No. Uh, hello to our Irish <laughs> listeners. Sorry. I'm not taking away from the great Irish music of the early 90s. Um, that's around about when like Riverdance and the Corps started coming out, wasn't it? So everyone loved Ireland in the 90s. So, um, and we still do. We still love Ireland. Should have been in the final. Um, I actually, I did like their performance of it though. Um, and yeah, you know, it kind of, it worked well. And it's sort of the stories you're reading afterwards about how, like they're basically got to go back and fight the war, don't they? Like it's kind of like they, they they literally go back to the Ukraine and probably there right now at the time of us recording it. I think they were recording this or performing it at the the airport. Like people were sort of seeing them at the airport, so they were doing this. And then even just like the Ukrainian television coverage, somebody tweeted saying like, just a reminder that the Ukrainian TV host is sitting in a bunker in an unknown location in the Ukraine right now hosting Euro- Eurovision. So um Things like that, which obviously, you know, put this into context, which again, also the question being, where the hell is it going to be hosted next year? Because I think the Ukrainian broadcasters have come out and said like, no, we plan to still host this next year. It's it's our goal to do this. But I mean, I'll start with you, Alex, any thoughts on that? Do you think realistically they, they can? And, and if not, like, I mean, I don't know, do they just go, hey, Poland, hey, somewhere nearby, like, let the, I, I feel Russia or Belarus are not going to get asked to host it, but I mean, other countries might, Australia, we can finally host it, who knows? Uh, it's a tough one, because ideally, you'd love to see them host it if the situation gets better, but it's probably going to have to change pretty soon for that to happen, because then there's going to be a lot of rebuilding, and while I think Eurovision is obviously an important thing for any nation, I think if you're rebuilding your entire country... <laughs> a large Eurovision stage, which already costs a significant amount of money generally is yeah. probably not the answer um, in the priorities. The public. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So again, if everyone like, it's one of those things where if like, if the world pitches in and helps out, then maybe, but it's a big hypothetical where there's, there's probably got to be much more important things for them to work, to focus on. You'd think and over I, the next I, few months. I think also another issue too is it would be a big target. It would be a massive target for like, Russia or somebody to do something to. And you, you, the last thing you want is, you know, something bad to happen uh, when you're putting on an event like that. I mean, Jared, uh, again, any thoughts, added things? Uh, you know, what, what? where do you think we're going to next year if we obviously can't go to the Ukraine? Because this would be one of the – I know it's happened in the past where countries have won it and they've not hosted it the next year, but first time that would have happened in a long time. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, obviously, it would be ideal to be there, Um and even if it is there, are, are we going to have countries pull out because they potentially feel unsafe going there? Um, I would love for like, if, if they don't host it for the UK to host it, considering they finished second, I feel like that'd be like a nice touch. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's all hypothetical at this point, but uh, like Alex said, like planning has to start pretty like soon. Like it's not like, Oh, we'll think about it next year. It's like, it's a big lead up and lots of planning. So um, we'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Be a big ask for any, yeah. Uh big ask for any cities to put in a bid to say they're ready to host it anytime soon mm. at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, I think that's just what the latest was, was that, you know, the broadcasting corporation, like, look, we plan to, we will address our options, but um, we'll see sort of how it goes. Jared, you touched on the telly, but obviously we usually talk this separately, but I mean, just looking here, uh, only three countries did not give Ukraine either 10 or 12 points in the telly vote. So we're going to shame North Macedonia, Malta, and Serbia uh, were the only three. Uh, every other country, uh, Ukraine either got a 10 or a 12 from the uh, the televote, which is insane. That is just absolutely uh, amazing to think just how that Australia, our 12 points went to 
the Ukraine. Um, so, yeah, just looking at 12s across the board here. Uh, I mean, I'll admit we'll talk about this obviously after with the points reveal. I, I didn't actually catch the points reveal. I sort of – I had to – go from Jersey back to New York in the middle of uh, the performances. So I, I was kind of looking at my phone trying to see when I'm seeing the UK winning, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't the year. This isn't the year. Um, but uh, yeah, so interesting with that. But obviously let's talk about the talk about the top five first of all, and then we'll sort of talk about um, the rest. So yeah, the UK got second. They did it. They got top three, top five. With that song, um, third Spain, which to me was a standout. Holy crap balls. I needed a cold shower after that one. That was an amazing performance. Sweden got fourth. Very very Swedish. Uh, well done, Sweden. And Serbia got fifth, um, which, I mean, good song. Interesting. Meghan Markle washing her hands. Um, but I don't know if it was, yeah, I was a bit intrigued that that ended up getting top five. Uh, I'll start with you, Jared. Your thoughts on the, the makeup of the... The top box is actually quite close. I should say only six points, uh, seven points separated second and third. Spain only finished behind the UK by seven points. And then there was, what, another only 21 points back to Sweden. So the top uh, second through to fourth was only separated by 28 points. So that actually ended up being quite close. But, uh, yeah, Jared, thoughts on the uh, the remainder of the top five? Um, I think it's a great bunch. I, I like that the songs are very, like, dis- distinct from one another. Um, the fact that like excluding Serbia, um, like the UK, Spain and Sweden did fairly well in both the jury and televote, which is, is kind of nice to see some consistency there. Um, and I think I'm just like, I suppose, happy for like the UK and Spain after like so many years just hanging around like the bottom of the table, both of them getting uh, like zero televote points last year. Um, the fact that they're able to bounce back and, and I think nice to dispel that myth that like, it's the UK, people hate them. They won't vote for them. It's this idea of, okay, like if you can be bothered and send a quality song, then like the public are going to respond. It's nothing to do with, with, with Brexit anymore or, or who you are. It's how they've been treating Eurovision as a joke. Uh, when they treat it seriously, uh, the results speak for themselves. Which I like. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this again. I still. I just. I don't see this as that song. I really think this song is terrible. I still even live, and it's like it's not just because this guy looks annoying, but like I just. I just. I don't see it. I'm sorry, UK. I'm sorry, Jared and Alex. I just don't see this as a quality song. I. I just cannot stand this song. I just don't know why this is a song that broke through for them. But I did say two years ago or three years ago. Um, that I was just like, I just want the UK to do well. I kind of want them to finally break through. I kind of finally want them to do it. So I'm glad they did. Um, I'm, I'm with you there that it's good. Even though this song is shit, I'm glad that somehow they managed. And I loved watching the Twitter reaction. Even freaking JK Rowling was tweeting during this going like, Oh my God, like, is this going to happen? Um, which hopefully this will spur them on to actually send a good song. Um, and you know, get so close for them because, I think it would be awesome to see the UK host it. Um, you know, not to take away from any of our hosts that we've got, but like it, it's you know once in our lifetime, all of our lifetimes. I think as the UK won it, and we probably were too little to be watching Eurovision back then. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see like London hosted at like the O2 or something like that, whatever it's called this week. So I'm sure they'd put on a big show. Um, Alex, uh, yeah, UK, the remainder of the the top five. Yeah, not too many complaints. I think it's a fair result. As they said, it was pretty consistent. There weren't too many that kind of, I feel like, were completely lopsided televote versus jury when it came to the top top few. So I think that's a it's a fair reflection overall. There are obviously always countries you hope get more, um, but I think overall, like, yeah, I, I personally don't have any complaints with that being the top five. It's this is what our second year in a row that we've had two of the top five in the top five. Um, and we had three of the top five in the top six here. Cause Italy got six, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a good Not thing. So. Like, that's one thing that, I mean, obviously some people complain about this whole big five thing and kind of, you know, why it exists. And generally the big five, like, don't really do fantastically, but I mean, it's, I think it's a good thing when we see the big five do well and, come out because i mean yeah i don't know if it's more of a case of are they a disadvantage because they don't get a semi-final or you know how it works like i don't know but um yeah i mean jared any thoughts on like the big five i mean obviously we're not talking about the bottom two but we'll get to them uh but like obviously three of the big five did okay yeah i think it was good this year 
and I suppose I hope we see it continue that I would say four of the big five cent quality songs and one mm. kind of was just Wrong. it's kind of confusing how how low it finished. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think I think it is um as much as it's not fair to other countries that the big five gets straight through the final, I think there is that level of disadvantage of the first time you've seen the entire performance is, is during the final. They don't get as much support in the build-up. There's people who've already like firmly decided who they're voting for going into the final and the big five don't, don't get kind of that semi-final wave uh, pushing forward with them. Um, so I think like as much as it, it sucks and then those countries don't always do well, I do think it's kind of a, still remains like a level playing field. And also it was nice this year, like another point with like the top five, um, to see once again, like so many like non-English songs doing well. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we had what three of the top five uh, were not fully English. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on like yeah, the three of the top five, and yeah, we'll, we'll no doubt talk about one of the top five, uh, big five. Sorry, uh, that got second last, and I think it was surprising that it got so low because that was a good song. Yeah, it's probably a valid point with the just not having the same press because I feel like each year it kind of goes two different ways where you have a couple that do badly and then usually at least one of the kind of top five is probably like a bolter that people haven't quite got behind in the same way where for a number of years, you know, Italy was either a strong favorite that never quite made it mm. or was like, a, oh, we kind of like this that suddenly did really well in the televote or something like that that probably was not as expected. So, yeah, I think there's definitely pros and cons both ways to it. So that's probably the best way of putting it. Um, it is like that because I, I think now looking back to it, when it was France, I was like, oh, yeah, France is a cool song. And then I completely forgot about it as we went through the entire thing because I think just going to a final of 25, it just got overshadowed by so many of the others so quickly. Yeah. That maybe that, yeah, I think that does go against me. If you really don't have something that really stands out, your result's probably going to be, yeah, heightened to the bottom. Which is weird that it, like, because I mean, it's a unique French song because it's done in what Britain, that language, yeah. Uh, and then it was sort of, you know, because this, I think, I, I saw a stat that this is the first time in I don't know how many years that French has not been used in any songs, which is interesting. But yeah, the French, like, the French song is not a bad song. And that was up in the top 10 favorites going into it. But somehow it got sick. I mean, Germany's was as shit as we all thought it was. And yeah, it did end up last. But um, yeah, that surprised me with France. But Spain, Jesus Christ, like, just. Wow. Um, like, that was just epic. And I think, like, if you were to vote purely on the performance on the night, Spain. Like, Jesus, that was – that was, and not just because of the women, the men. Like, everything was hot about that performance, the, the dancing, the production, the, the song was so much better live. And, like, yeah, ended up third. What did it get? Second in the televote, um, third overall. Uh, I mean, wow. And can you, like, take Ukraine out of the equation here – and imagine if that was our top two. And imagine if it was decided by seven points. Like, there's what you were talking about before, Jared, about how you'd want it. Um, and I'd be so mad right now if that lost to the UK, if Ukraine wasn't in it. But, I mean, Alex, I mean, Spain, Just I just wanted to take a moment to talk about Spain because, like, that was one of the best performances I've ever seen at Eurovision. That was insane. Oh, it was incredible. And, and credit to Jared. He was telling us beforehand this is possibly the most ambitious choreography we've seen in a lot of these dance acts um, before we came into the first show we spoke about in the week. And it was, it was definitely like that. It was very well done. It was very entertaining. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no complaints, really. It was a really fantastic performance. Jared, you were right. You, you sold it well. And uh, it literally blew everyone away. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, it was so good. And, and I feel like really uh, a really well-deserved result. And nice for the artist too, because when she won kind of the national selection, it wasn't, I suppose, the favorite song in that national selection amongst the fan base. So she kind of got like a lot of flack. Um, but to see like how well she performed it, the fact too that they did like a, they did a revamp to the song as well, but it was one of these ones where they didn't release the revamp ahead of time. So it's like all of a sudden people have heard the song before, like it's slightly different. They added in some trumpets, like the dance break was slightly different from the, like previous performances, it was just like, so like spot on. And the fact that she could, the fact that she could sing it while dancing. And then there was other people standing still who didn't like sing as well. Like it's just credit to, to how well um, she performed the song. Which let's quickly add how sort of, you know, of the big five, Spain are generally the one that always do quite shit. Um, I mean, since 2015, they have not finished out of the bottom five or the bottom six. They uh, last time they were in the top 10 was 2014 when they were 10th. To uh, go back to the top five, you got to go back to 1995 when they were runner-up, 
And uh, prior to that, um, you, you know, a few runner-up positions, a few third offers. They haven't won it since 1969 and 1968. So uh, Spain, kind of the, the perennial big five that just really don't do well. Because, I mean, we can all remember, obviously, Germany winning it. Uh, obviously, Italy won it. Uh, and Italy did quite well. I mean, even France did well uh, recently, as did the UK this year. But even before this year, at least we've seen the UK get a top 10 in the last like 15 years and then obviously won it what in the late 90s so yeah for spain it's been a very long time that they've had something this good to go that and this is actually the first time i'm seeing here they have gotten more than 100 points uh since 1995 when they got second <laughs> obviously scoring has changed over the years but they haven't even made triple digits in points this millennium so um there you go, Spain. Um, and that's what, I mean, this is, let's be honest, I think this is the type of thing we expect from Spain, kind of like a Latin sort of like up-tempo, tempo, like, you know, like to me, Spain is the home of like Latino culture. Like this is where it comes from. So like this is the type of music they should be sing, sending. So um, yeah, hopefully they'll uh, they'll keep, keep doing that moving forward. Um, other songs, obviously uh, we're not going to go through everything, but uh, I guess just... Um, shocks that certain songs finish so high, so low. Uh, we'll obviously talk about Australia separately. I'll just chime in. Norway, 10th. I mean, they still made the top 10, sure, but I was a bit disappointed. didn't get higher. Uh, Moldova got 7th, so I was excited for that. Um, Italy, honestly, that song live, not that great. I was like, wow, that is not as good as I thought it would be and still got 6, so sure. Um, Greece making the top 10. Portugal making the top 10. God, that song's boring. Um... But, yeah, other ones, I mean, I was a bit disappointed that the Czech Republic and Finland got a little bit lower than that. France, obviously. Um, and, yeah, Germany rightfully last. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and Estonia, the, the sexy Estonian countryman, obviously got, uh, what, 13th. So not bad there. Uh, uh, Jared, any other thoughts on the positionings? What were your, your big shocks, your, your disappointments? I think the biggest shock for me was probably the Czech Republic not finishing, like, at least in, like, the top 20 and like that televote score, like I knew like it probably wasn't going to go amazing with the juries, but a televote score of five, which is even less than Germany, it just like did not make any sense whatsoever to me. Um, but I feel like it, it just got hurt by that running order. Mm. I think that's, that's the one thing that I probably noticed this year more so than previous years is that the running order really hurt songs. I feel like the same with the same with Australia. I feel like, 15th is a decent spot, but like two points from the televote. So like second mm. last place in the televote, um, which just not deserved at all. But I think it was just in that really horrible spot of like wedged between like all like the favorites that it just didn't really get a chance to stand out. And I think he performed it better than the semifinal. It was more emotional. I feel like he did everything that I wanted him to do with like the song, but just, it didn't translate. Um, other shocks, I think like a, a positive shock was like Portugal doing so well. I did not expect like top 10 for them at all. Um, and like the, the jury vote helped them, but like they didn't do like abysmally in the televote either. So um, I think that's, yeah, last year they were either top 10 or just outside. So like Portugal, like doing really well lately as well, which is nice to see. Yeah, since they won, like, I, mean, I think they went from first to last in the, uh, the year after they won. But, I mean, generally, yeah, Portugal is one of these countries, similar to Spain, that generally have got a pretty bad track record when it comes to doing well. But uh, just I'm looking at the televote. Switzerland didn't get anything. Boys do yeah. cry. Uh, well, he apparently was because nobody gave a shit about poor old Switzerland. I didn't realize they got zero points. So there you go. Uh, Alex, uh, your take on the other songs and positions? Um, I'm probably the same as you. I would have loved Norway to get a little bit higher in the televote. I think I would have thought Moldova's number in the televote was what I probably thought Norway was going to get and vice versa. Um, having said that, was thrilled with Moldova's one as well. So no complaints about that. Um, I wasn't super high on Azerbaijan. So I guess I was surprised that was kind of outside the top kind of you know, 15. And I guess when we kind of start talking about like, you know, Australia's contribution to this vote, specifically our jury, and I'm sorry, what? But um, there's a couple of very questionable ones in there that we are, I think we certainly contributed to that I think need some explaining. Which, yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's always interesting to see, because re-listening to the one from 2019, we're all talking about how, like, we voted Germany very highly and things like that back in, in 2019. So it's always interesting looking at the screen. I'm trying to see the other big discrepancies. Yeah, Azerbaijan, big discrepancy between the telly, but they only got three, but then obviously the uh, the jury got a lot higher. Um, 
Other ones here, Portugal, yeah, televoting very low, but the jury, that's what got them very uh, a lot of high points. Even Italy, actually, if you look at the televote, they, I mean, still in the triple digits, but a bit of a discrepancy from the actual jury. Um, but yeah, Australia, big drop. Uh, and I, I was going to ask, like, do you guys think that that is a case of, I mean, Jared, you sort of summed it up there, you think it's the, the order, but like, I mean, is that also a bit, because we never do well on the televote, do we? Is that a protest vote? Is this Europe still going like, fuck you, you shouldn't be here like i i don't know i think we just need to send an upbeat song mm. um i think Boy, if you look at outside of outside of the uk like the like the male ballads like australia azerbaijan switzerland like three points two points zero points from the televote like people just didn't want that and maybe mm. it was just too many of, of the same thing whereas where you pick kind of your favorite and don't give the others any love and evidently the favorite was either the UK or, or Poland, I think, in that race. Um, you know who was a shock too? Lithuania. Mm. Lithuania getting more points from Televote, 93 points from the Televote and only 35 points from the jury. Like, I was sure that would have been flipped. Mm. Yeah, I think Australia that... gave Lithuania points in the Televote. Like, just, just I don't know, that song somehow <laughs> resonated with people. <laughs> well, let's talk about Australia now. Um, first of all, like, I think you both touched on the performance. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think, Jared, you said Sheldon did a lot better, got a bit emotional there, which kind of added to it. Um, the mask thing, sure. Um, and, like, the, the thing I will say that I've appreciated about Sheldon over the last few days is reading how obsessed he has been with Eurovision over his entire life. And, like, I liked him tweeting about, like, oh, my God, I'm not getting up early to watch it because I'm performing here. Like, I, I appreciate the fandom aspect of it. That'd be like if one of us performed in Eurovision coming soon, like 2027. But other than that, again, not super high on the song. Um, could have done better with that. But, I mean, respectable, I think, that, uh, y- you know, we, we didn't end up last. Uh, we didn't end up in the top 10. 15th, so this is outside of not making the semi. What, this is only the second time we've ever not made the top 10. Um, so, you know, but... I'll start with you, Alex, for this one. Just first of all, uh, your your takes on Sheldon, your, your take on finishing 15th. I mean, I guess I, I personally think, yeah, sure, that, that's fine for us. Like with that song, sure, we'll take it. I think going into the final, that's what we're all kind of expecting. So it's not like I think any of this was a shock. We were expecting a decent jury haul and we were expecting to hear a number under 10, I think, when it came to the, to the televote. Like even like watching it, live with all my friends we're waiting like australia is and we're like it's gonna be like five three two zero what is it what is it what is it and then we're the two like ah like we all kind of like it's what we were expecting a little bit so as much as yeah you could say oh europe doesn't like us i think at the end of the day we sent something that we knew europe wasn't gonna get behind because the songs that were similar to it in this sad boy group that has come through just had the same impact yeah yeah jared uh any additional thoughts yeah i think like even if you if you look back to the semi-final where we actually finished second overall it's still just a matter of like that jury vote pulling up our score we did better in like the televote like we got 74 points which i think was around eighth place in 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 that semi in terms of the televote um but I just think Australia needs to change it up. And that's why I think last year, even though we didn't qualify, it was almost a step in the right direction because like we took a risk and it didn't mm. pay off. But I think until we start taking risks again, I think like the top five songs, like they were all unique. They were risks. There was nothing about them that was particularly safe. Uh, the fact that you're seeing like Moldova, like up in seventh place with a song like that, I think we just need to let's aim for the televote and and not worry so much about about the jury vote. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I'm just, uh, just I'm interested looking at all these different like the splits, and then we'll talk about the semifinals um, as well. But like in terms of Australia's votes for who we uh, voted for, uh, so the jury, if I'm seeing here correctly, so we voted Spain as twelve points. Um, and then we gave Sweden. To, we always vote for Sweden. This is just a thing that we weirdly are always connected to Sweden. Uh, Serbia, eight points. Uh, Portugal, six points. Ukraine, only seven points. Um, and then going down the line, Belgium, five points. We, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, Czech Republic. We gave Belgium five. <laughs> wow. Ahead of Czech Republic, four. Italy, three. Azerbaijan, two. 
And uh, our solitary point went to Estonia. Uh, I, I do laugh after all this that we did not give the UK a single point. <laughs> still, still. Uh, which, and as, on a sad fact of the UK finishing second, is this the first time the UK, well, besides obviously last year not making the final, is this the first time the UK has ever beaten us at Eurovision? I think it is, isn't it? Um, so, oh, maybe they beat us when Jess got 20th. I would have to look that up. Uh, and for the televote, Ukraine, 12 points from Australia. Norway, there you go. Smart Australia. Good job. Was that both of you? You both, you helped that? Yeah, I good. I definitely contributed to that. Yeah, <laughs> very good. I, I'm I'm proud of my country that we managed to put Norway second there, Serbia third, uh, UK for seven points. The the people at home like the UK. Um, six points went to Spain. Wow, that's a bit of a drop. Uh, five points to Sweden. Four points to Moldova. Smart. Three points to Poland. Uh, Lithuania two points and one point to Italy. Uh, Jared, thoughts on Australia's. Us voting, our jury mixed with our televote. I don't think there's anything to the one that sticks out to me is is bothering to give five points to Belgium. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's I've definitely seen worse voting before from from the Australian juries. Uh, putting Golden Boy last, for example. Um, but I haven't <laughs> looked too detailed into into where people put stuff. So there could be another horrible thing. Um, amongst there. Um, but I think overall, like, not terrible. And our televotes, I think, were fairly kind of on point. Alex? I think uh, our semi final one is really interesting as yeah. well. When you look at, we gave 12 to Sweden, we gave 10 to Israel <laughs> in our semi. And then we gave. Song. I'll say yeah, no, I didn't mind. And then eight to Belgium. Um, what I did love seeing in our teller and jury vote from the semis, we gave eight points to Ireland in the teller vote and six yeah. points from the jury. We were single-handedly trying to get Ireland into the yeah, into Brooke. the finals, which I really did appreciate uh, more yeah. than anything else. Um, it just seemed very, yeah, very surprising that I guess I still thought like we'd definitely give UK points. We'd definitely give a few of these other ones points. But no, I was very pleased to see that at least, yeah, we gave Ireland, and Ireland a bit of love in the uh, in the semis. Just quickly before I talk about the semis, um, for those of you wondering which country likes us in the televote, Portugal uh, gave us... Uh, no, sorry, it was uh, Azerbaijan. I'm looking at the wrong one. Azerbaijan like us, two points. So um, hello to all our listeners in Baku. Thank you very much uh, for, for voting for us. And in terms of the juries, well, we must have something with Sweden because Sweden gave us 10 points. So they're the only ones who gave us like um, a top two. Uh, but we got... Eight points from Austria. Thanks, Austria. Uh, we got eight points from Cyprus. Thank you, Cyprus. Eight points from Spain, from Greece. There's a. I, I, I honestly feel that Greece would be that one country. Greece and the UK feel like the ones that should be giving us stuff because, like, we've always got a big Greek population in Australia. So, like, I kind of feel that that should be the our sort of political one. Um, Estonia, eight points. Um, so, there you go. Uh, the, the televote uh, a little bit higher there for some of those ones. Going forward. Um, yeah, just quickly on the semifinals. Yeah, we got second in the second semi, which kind of, that shocked me that we got second. But um, we finished behind Sweden, ahead of Serbia, ahead of Czech Republic. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and just also I should mention the first semifinal, that was won by, oh, surprise, surprise, the Ukraine. But uh, the Ukraine didn't dominate in terms of like the jury and the televoting. It was the televoting that got them over the line in both of them. They finished third for the jury in the first semi final. Greece, very popular in that semi final. Uh, and Norway, only uh, seventh in the jury. Jesus. Um, just quickly, again, you both sort of touched on the semis. Any extra to add there, Jared? I mean, second in a semi, Australia will take that after not making it last year. Yeah, I think so. I think the big shock for me in the semi is uh, Latvia. Mm. The fact that Latvia did better with the in the jury than the televoting, like what what was going on? <laughs> Honestly, that was like I looked at that. I'm like I'm like no, they've got that wrong. <laughs> I was like that should be flipped, but no. Yeah, the, the jury, jury showed that song more love than the televote, which does not make any sense in my mind. The jury are um, vegans and. Um... They like women. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> I think the other standout is um, Azerbaijan getting zero points in the televote in the semifinal and only being pulled through by the jury vote. And then there was also, like, controversy with, like, six countries, like, didn't have their jury points mm. awarded in the final because there was evidently some form of collaboration in the semifinal. And I think that might be what it all 
I haven't come out and said it, but I feel like that's kind of where it's uh, stemming around. Yeah, we should mention that. I, I'm actually shocked that Georgia finished dead last in their semifinal because that was a good, fun song. Um, and how that, yeah, uh, got so low, uh, I have no idea. Um, Alex, anything on the, the semis? I think the only other kind of weird one when you look at it is Albania gets nothing in the jury except a 12 from Greece mm. and in televoting gets very little and a 12 from Greece. <laughs> so it's just very, it's just, that's the one that stands out to me when I look at it. I'm like, what the hell was going on here? Like that's, it just, it seems like two like administrative errors, if nothing else, like someone just <laughs> put the tables in wrong on Wikipedia or something like that. But that, that's like probably the one that stands errors. out. Yeah, the two eleventh places are weird as well. Like Croatia eleventh, like just missing out, and then uh, North, North Macedonia eleventh, just missing out. Yeah. Like what was, what was happening there? Ireland robbed by the juries as well. Can we just say San Marino fourteenth? Uh, should mention that got a higher televote than it did, just slightly. Um, Austria robbed. We all like the Austrian entry fifteenth. Um, and Bulgaria rightfully so sixteenth. When you send a bunch of high school kids, that's what you're going to get, right? Um, but yeah, Croatia, that, that song wasn't brilliant. Um, but yeah, North Macedonia, holy crap. That's crazy. Um, again, I didn't see any of the, um, the voting, the awarding of the votes. So I didn't see Courtney. I didn't see any of those, uh, any standouts, any highlights from the, uh, the people reading out the votes. I'll start with you, Jared. Did you have any favorites, least favorites, any weird shit that I missed out on? Not particularly. I feel like this year it was very like to the point, not too many people like got like, rambled and got called out by like the the um hosts um the armenian guy made some joke that fell flat when he was awarding his 12 points like 12 points goes to me and then there was just like awkward silence from like everybody um i think the other the other like fun or like funny bit was like the uk getting 12 points from france and because they're announcing their points in french like everybody's just like like who who, who did they give their points to what's happening? And even like the camera cuts to like Sam and like his team. And they're just kind of like sitting there until like, finally the host are like 12 to the UK and like, Oh, okay. Now we get it. Yeah. Thanks. French typical. Uh, Alex, any thoughts? No, I'll be honest. I was getting breakfast through a lot of all this. <laughs> I, I was, I probably was switching off through a lot of these as much as I, um, should have through the points. I was looking at the points, but I really wasn't paying attention to what anyone was kind of saying, I reckon, through a lot of it. Question I got to ask, Jared, was uh, Courtney standing in front of the Sydney Opera House on Harbour Bridge or they decided to move it somewhere different? That, did it's SBS realise we've got more than just the Opera House on Harbour Bridge in Australia? I think she was in front of the Opera House. Yeah, uh, yeah from memory. Of course she was. Always the way. Um, Iceland, no. Um, Yaya Ding Dong Man wasn't back, which was oh, upsetting. Did he do it last year, did he? He did. Hmm. It was oh, incredible. I did not know if that. You, if you, I didn't watch last year, so I don't know that. Cam, wow. You, you, he, he went on several times about needing to play Ya Ya Ding Dong. It was a oh, wonderful moment. I need to go back and watch 2021 Eurovision because, um, I mean, let's be honest, every time I sing comes out on stage, we're always like, going like play Ya Ya. Can they just like one year send a song, which is, I know, I know they've got to come up with an original song. But can it be like ya ya dong dong or something like that? <laughs> like just slightly change it up. Send actually send Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. Why not? Like uh, that would win probably for them. Who knows? Um, I enjoyed the hosting. I love the performances. Um, Mika's performance was amazing. Can I just say that? Send Mika to Eurovision. Like holy crap! If that's his audition for the UK, I'm on board with that getting second at Eurovision. That was great. Um, and the the Italian woman from like the sixties or whatever it was that like everybody got involved that was pretty epic. Um, yeah, Jared, like the the presentation of it all, I think it, it was it was pretty cool. Italy put on a pretty good show. They did. There was, I don't know if I missed it, but did did I know like Minus Skin performed their new song? Did they perform the winning song at all? Uh, as in, did they? What, was it like an earlier semi final or? Did. I didn't think they did. It was the one thing that I'm like, this is weird. Like sometimes like they'll like perform it as like the opening act of like the like semifinal one or whatever. But I swear we did not hear that song at all throughout the whole contest, which just was really weird to me. And I hate, I hate that the artists like sing like a new song, especially when like it's not good, which it wasn't. Yeah, which, uh, as I was saying to you guys, sent your picture. It's been promoted in Times Square. They're brand new songs. So, America, get involved with Manuskin. Um, Alex, your take on, like, the performances and everything else around the actual competition? 
I think majority of the performances were good. I think a couple of the host filling segments were not amazing. Um, yeah. The, the hand signal one in particular, I don't know <laughs> what the hell they were trying to do. But yeah, I, I feel like after that, I was like, oh man, you guys did okay in the semis, but you've, you've really run out of material for the final here. This is, this is not the best effort. So I, I, I feel Nick like is, after Nick that. Nick the star. Bring back yeah, Nick to host clearly. every year. Mick is great. What a, what a, what a and man. A, and good songs too. You always forget how good Mick's music is, I think. Oh, absolutely. And you've got to probably make a note too of um, Laura disappearing at one point for like a health scare or something like that. And that's why she wasn't around for some of the votes. So which weird. Was like, <laughs> I, I, I was trying to come up with like, like, oh, where is she? I'm like, oh, maybe she's like getting the televote or maybe she's doing this. Or no, just, no, just health scares in the middle of Eurovision. COVID was it or was she you know sneaking out to do some cocaine because in Maniskin like make a joke about them like you know oh and don't get too close to the table or something like that okay ha 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 funny funny um just quickly again I don't know like I'd love to hear how your both your parties went but did either of you watch SBS did you give up like and and if you did how were Joel how were Miff like uh Alex you were nodding how were Joel how were Miff um I mean they weren't really anything other than what we're expecting really miff was a little bit amusing joel was generally thirsty for dudes like there were a couple of times i did chuckle at a couple of his jokes i can't exactly i feel bad that i can't remember them now but there were a couple where i did find myself laugh i know i shouldn't (laughs) but there were a couple that i did actually laugh at i was like ah shit he got me there um so like in that regards i think he did a little bit better than i was expecting I really hope that if we ever win, they're not hosting it. I really hope. I mean, I know SBS's talent pool isn't exactly huge, but I mean, like, come on, if that's the best they can get. Um, Jared, did, did you watch SBS or were you on YouTube? No, I did watch SBS. Um, and I will agree that it wasn't as bad as it has been before. There were no weird references to the Ukraine and votes and this, that, whatever else that didn't make any sense. Um but yeah, I mean, it was exactly, I suppose, the commentary you'd expect. I, the only thing we have going for us, I suppose, that they wouldn't host is that I'm assuming neither of them can speak French. So uh, <laughs> bring back Julia. We'd at least be getting some third host in there, uh, which bring should back- be Julia. What about Manu. those ran- the, 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 the random ones that we had? Was it during Tokyo when they got like that cultural, like the host from SBS who like spoke Japanese? I mean, she was fine, but like, I don't know if she really fit on Channel 7, but I mean, you know. Don't know how Japanese would come in handy at Eurovision, but anyway. Um, and both of your parties, how did you like? I'll start with you, Jared. Like, how how was the get together? Was it fun? The party was great. Yeah, like we ate food, we were up early. Um, I feel like everybody too was going for like a different country, which was nice. Um, and then everybody was disappointed <laughs> because <laughs> nobody were going for one. Uh, but like, it was, it was good that there was just such like a broad range of opinions. And I think that just goes to show like that this was a pretty strong year that not everybody was going for the same person. Kind of sounds like listening to your vision. Like people go in with high expectations. They leave a little bit disappointed. Um, Alex, how was yours? How were the, the onesies and, and all of that? It was good. If anything, it may have encouraged too much sleeping and not enough partying, I think. Cause I, there was like, I, I sent a little Instagram video at the end and I was like, this is just carnage. It's just everyone trying to stay away. Cause they're trying to get like, there were a lot of people who tapped out way too early, but that's okay. I think um, they clearly didn't get enough sleep, but um, on the whole, it was pleasing. I think we all had a lot of fun. There was a lot of love for Norway in the room. I feel of like course. I probably stirred that up that everyone yeah. then followed. Um, but it, it was good. We had a lot of people watching for the first time. So it was a lot of kind of learning and it was really pleasing today. One of the people I was chatting to, she's like never watched it before. And then today she's like, oh, I was at work all day. And for like six hours, I watched Eurovision. And I was like, that's great. I'm like, oh, that's good. So I'm converting fans every time. So that's that's the pleasing thing. I'm finding that here too. It's like you, you've got sort of some people that I talk to, like they've heard of it. They sort of, oh, that was that movie or like I was in Europe and it was on once. And then you start to show them things and their initial reaction is like, what the fuck is that? And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is great. Um, so it's kind of that uh, double sort of whammy that you do with that. I saw a lot of people on social media having parties dressing up as uh, Subwoofer, which was great. And they got a mention on John Oliver. I mentioned to you both off air that uh, John Oliver opened up his episode this week showing um, Subwoofer and then he showed Latvia. So uh, he was sort of talking up Eurovision. I just want to point out Johnny Weir. Amazing again. He literally came to the program, uh, the final dress with wings. He had angel wings on, giant fucking wings, um, and he just looked like he was having an absolute blast. So uh, for the American coverage, you never thought American coverage of Eurovision would be a thing, but they did quite well. So uh, worth the subscription to Peacock 
people are listening in the US. And, and like, the New York Times are doing, like, a live blog, like, live updates. Um, so, you know, there's a bit of following here in America. And I feel that, like, if they ever introduce another country into it, like, obviously, they're testing the waters with the American Song Contest and we're getting the Canadian one next year. Like, I feel America, they're, they're hoping to get them invited, right? That was a whole Justin Timberlake, Madonna sort of interval act. So... Maybe they'll kick Australia out and they'll put America in. I don't know if they'll invite America in with us. Who knows? But uh, just change it to, like, global vision and then kind of, you know, we can see Burkina Faso winning in a few years' time, things like that. Um, We're going to get to our predictions, our points uh, in just a moment, obviously, because I know that's what we're all uh, waiting for. We're very excited. Um, One thing I just wanted to point out, I re-listened to our 2019 episode and – Goes to show, like, how much has happened in the world, how much has happened with the show. This is the first full one that we've done in three years. Uh, The last time we did this, it was the weekend after the federal election. I think that was on the same weekend as Eurovision. And the time we're recording this, we're going to the election, like, this weekend. So are we just doing this every three years now? (laughs) Like, talk about the election while talking about this. So um, I don't want to talk about the election. I'm I'm not in the country. I don't know what's happening over there. Um... But, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd bring up that continuity weirdness uh, of that sort of thing. Are you both pumped for the election? I literally am trying to follow it from this part of the world. It looks like nothing is happening. Has anything happened in this election that is worth? No? Nothing? No, it's not. Don't. Just don't. No? All right. Jared, nothing? It's usual usual pettiness. Cool. Um, All right. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I have made the mistake before about getting excited about elections and I'm just not going to do it again because it just ends in disappointment. And when did Albo lose weight this week? Uh, I didn't realize that Albo would, was was that thin. I thought Albo was a bit of a bigger man than that, but I I'm seeing him now. Over like the last couple of years, like it's been gradual. Okay, he didn't just wake up one morning. He's like, I'm no. just, it's okay. He doesn't have to leave for health reasons. <laughs> like you know, uh, Albo. Anyway, uh, Albo versus Scomo. How Australian? That's uh, definitely how it plays out. Um, all right. So predictions. Now, uh, of course, people who are listening for the first time, how we do this is. We uh, went into this final. We all gave our finishing order, what we think would happen. And basically, whoever gets closest will get a point. Whoever gets uh, it's spot on will get two points. And I'm saying that um, I thought I did quite shit. But then I realized I got a lot of two points. Uh, so that caught me up a little bit. Um, one of you did very well. And the other did okay. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, I'm going to go through each of these uh, in finishing order. So I'll go from 25th through to 1st and we'll see who got closer. So Germany, last. Uh, Jared and I both said they would be last. Uh, so we both get two points. Alex, you said 23rd, of course. France, 24th. I think that was a big shock for all of us because uh, Jared and I had them 12th. Alex, you had them 16th. So you get the point there for that one. Iceland, um, both you uh, both you two get the point because you both had Iceland finishing at 20th. They, of course, finished 23rd. Uh, I had them at 18th. Czech Republic, uh, we all had them finishing quite high. They only finished 22nd. Uh, Alex, you had them at 11th. Jared, you had them at 13th. I had them at 14th, so I get the point there. Finland were 21st. Alex, you get the point there. You had them at 18th. I had them at 11th. Jared had them at 16th. Armenia were 20th. Jared, you and I were very close. We had them at 19th. Uh, Alex, you had them at 15th, so point there to Jared and I. Belgium, we all thought they were going to do rubbish. Uh, I had them at 23rd. You both of them had at 22nd. They finished 19th, so you both get the point. Romania, we also thought they were going to go rubbish. I had them at second last. You both had them at 21st, so you both get the point there. Um, Switzerland, uh, I had them at 13th. Jared, you had them at 24th. Alex, you had them at 19th, so you get the point for that one. Um... Azerbaijan, uh, Jared, you get the point. You had them at 18th. They, of course, finished 16th. Alex, you had them at uh, last. That was your last song. Yeah. You know, very surprising that they got that high. I had them at 20th. I, I followed the televote on that one, not the jury. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Uh, Australia, yeah, we'll all roundabouts sort of where we thought Sheldon would finish. So, Alex, you and I had him at 17th. Jared, you got very close, 14th for him. Lithuania, I get the point. I had them at 21st, 23rd and 24th for you two. So, yeah, very uh, higher than we thought, obviously, with them. Estonia, uh, I had them at 22nd. Alex, you had them at 9th. Uh, but, Jared, you get the point. You had them at 11th. They finished in 13th. Poland, I had them at 5th. Alex, you had them at 7th. Jared, you get the point. You had them at 9th. They finished 12th. The Dutch, they were there. Uh, I got the point because I said they would finish at 10th. They finished 11th. 
Jared, you said 15th. Alex, 14th. It's been a while since any of us have gotten two points here. <laughs> Not doing very well in the overall predictions. Norway, I had them second. Aw. Uh, Jared, you had them fourth. Alex, you get the point. You had them at fifth. They finished at 10th. Uh, Portugal, another big surprise. They finished ninth. I had them at 15th. Jared, you had them at 17th. Alex, you had them at 10th. You get the point. So you actually were a higher up there. Uh, so well done. Um, now we get a few here where people got it absolutely correct. Uh, Greece finished in 8th. Alex, you said 13th. Jared, you said 7th. I said they would be 8th, so I get two points for that one. Moldova finished 7th. Alex, you said 12th. Jared said 10th. I said that'd be 7th. I get two points. Um, Italy, I had in 3rd, but I just think the song sounded better and it was getting high talk. They got 6th. Alex, you also had them a 3rd. Jared, you get the point. Finished 5th. Uh, Serbia, Megan Markle, um, they finished 5th. Alex, you said that'd be 8th. Jared and I get the point. We said she would be 6th. Sweden, uh, everybody's uh, perennial favourite. Uh, both you two said that she would finish 2nd. I had her finishing at 4th. I get the two points. Uh, Spain, thank you. Spain, ninth. Uh, I had them predicted at. Alex, you had 4th. Winner, winner, chicken dinner for Jared. You had her at 3rd and uh, she finished 3rd. The UK is where I fucked up. I had him at 16th, uh, so I'm not going to get the point. Jared, you had him at 8. Alex, you had him at 6, so you get the point for that. And we all we all got Ukraine, so tick, 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 boom. Uh, so, for the final, um, Alex, you got 11 points there, bringing you a grand total of 25. Uh, I got a grand total of 15 in the final, bringing my total to 28. But Jared... He's done it again. Uh, 16 points in the final. Brings his total to 30 points. Congratulations, Jared. You will once again host Euros Vision next year. How are you feeling? Feeling good. I wasn't confident because I feel like everything finished in, in really weird spots. Um, and all our predictions, I feel, were fairly like close to like one another. So it just mm. depended whether they were higher than the prediction or lower than the prediction to who got the point. So, uh, yeah, happy to, to escape with the win this year. Alex, you only got one hundred percent. That was the winner. Um, that's, yeah. that's what, that's what, that's... I mean, you did so well in the semis. You just, you, I was going to say that was my downfall, but there were a lot in there. I was like, Oh, I did actually all right with a few of those. So, um, not terribly disappointed because I think I still got quite close on a number. I thought I might've just been too optimistic on a couple of others. Yeah, no, you, you're still solid on the point side of things. I think, again, just as I said, for me, what helped me is I just fluked into getting a few right in terms of 100%, like the the actual green points there. But uh, there we go. Um, guys, this is always the sad part where we say goodbye. But, I mean, the last time we did this properly, uh, we ended up coming back for junior Eurovision. Um, do we want to put ourselves through that again, Jared, or are we, are we good? One year was enough. I feel like one year was enough. In saying that, though... Junior Eurovision the last like two years has been like top notch. Like it's gotten so much better, but I feel like you can't chance it because it'll probably be terrible again. But honestly, like the winner of Junior Eurovision last year, I think could have probably finished top 10 in like this Eurovision. Wow. Where was, where were like, where the song was that like mature and like current and like fun uh, Armenia one. Oh, wow. Of course they did. Why wouldn't they? Uh, <laughs> solid, solid country there. Um, <laughs> We'll see how we feel because it's what, like November, isn't it, generally? So um, kind of there and thereabouts. Every year, Asia Vision, is that happening yet? Do we know? <laughs> Last episode, we talked about it, like, definitely happening. But I guess the other ones, like, it's obviously finished now, the American Song Contest, but I've actually got it on my list of things to watch. I don't know if either of you are going to end up watching. I mean, I feel we're going to be late to the party by doing it, but I haven't been spoiled on who's won. I have no idea, but... I don't know if either of you would have interest in maybe coming together later in the year and we could we could do the American one. I, I don't know, Alex, have you seen any of it or kind of have a have a um, plan to watch it at all, catch up on it? I haven't heard anything of it, so it's very much unspoiled and just there to be watched at some point. So open to giving it a look. Like I've enjoyed, like I do enjoy a lot of those like random singing shows, so I'm intrigued to kind of see how how it's done at least if nothing else give it critique as to why it either does or doesn't work it's it's only eight episodes too like it's not Mm. a super long one um it's been advertised the shit out of here in new york uh, but i honestly haven't really seen much reaction to it so i don't know how it's been received the only thing i know about it is that michael bolton competed for one of the states and jewel represented alaska so okay 
Uh, and it's hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson. I mean, you can't go wrong there. Uh, Jared, I, again, I, I don't think you've watched it yet, but I mean, would this be something that you'd be intrigued to have a, have a look at at some point this year? Yeah, I'm keen to have a chat about it. I've seen some like recap clips, but I haven't like watched anything in depth. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've got it. I've got it all. So I'll be watching. And of course, then Canada are doing their own version next year, which uh, looking forward to Colin representing Manitoba. So uh, there you go. I might get the call up for BC. I was a resident there for 12 months, so I, I don't know if that works. We'll see how that plays out. And then if Asia Vision happens, we'll be there. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing it. But um, Alex, first of all, to you, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to uh, see your face, hear your voice. Um, we don't often work together much anymore since the Survivor Oz days, but this is fun. I'm, I'm glad that we can do this at least once a year and uh, hopefully find other ways that we can uh, do other shows together. Get, get on board James Bond and the Olympics already and, and come join us on one of those. Oh, I got real into the Olympics. I very much enjoyed that. Like having worked in table tennis and in broadcasting now with champion, it's a lot of fun. So you never know in the future, but yeah, no, always a pleasure to, to come back on and, and see what's going on. And Jared, I don't know how to handle you right now. Again, is it, is it tissues? Is it like sadness? Is it excitement? I mean, like how, how are you right now? How are you doing? Do we, do you need to leave for health reasons? I mean, it's sadness, but it'll roll around quick enough. Uh, get us to December and then like all like the national finals start. And that's a big whole thing. Um, so there'll be enough to kind of tide me over. It's just like this, the next couple of months with nothing and no news. Um, but come the end of the year, um, it'll feel like we're building up to another Eurovision again. Quick question for you. I know you big tennis fan. You went to the Australian open this year. Have you thought about going to the gold coast and maybe seeing Australia decides live on year? Is that like in the, in the pipeline for you maybe? Yeah, it's definitely on the bucket list. Um, the issue is I don't want to buy tickets and then it'd be like a terrible year. Uh, it's <laughs> like if I'd gone like this year, I'd be like, hmm, let down. Uh, <laughs> so I hope that like we get a, like a, a, a good year again, which I feel like this result maybe kind of it's, it forces it to be a little bit better. I don't know. Um, I feel like that it can be like that national final can be better than it is. Like it's good, but it can be better than it is. I, I, one thing I would say for this show, I mean, obviously we're sporadic in doing this. We generally do it once a year. Obviously it's been a few years with, with all situations happening. And this is definitely a show that I would love to have all of us come together and just be like, Hey, this week, let's go back and look at 1972 Eurovision and give it like something that would be fun. Uh, and I think it just all comes down to, obviously we've all got busy lives. Um, Jared and I are involved in another podcast, which takes out some time. I'm involved in another four different ones. So it's kind of a, it's a pecking order, unfortunately, but uh, I don't want to promise it and say that this is something that we will do, but um, perhaps this is something maybe if we feel like it and keep Jared's uh, appetite wet for some uh, future Eurovision, I mean, it'd be fun. It would, I, I, like there are certain years, like, I mean, I only started watching this when I was like 13, 14. So most of the 2000s and 2010s, obviously, I, I would love to go back and see like Eurovision. Of the, maybe we could like start off with Eurovision, the year we were all born. Like, so we could do 1987 Eurovision for me. And like, I don't know, you guys are born in like 2002. You're both young. I have no idea. So like, it would be like, you know, the old fogey here going back to the eighties and both of you no doubt covering a year from the nineties. So it's something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch. We don't talk to each other outside of, uh, you know, May every year. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, everybody who's listened, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, always great to be back. Like us, subscribe us. Again, we don't post much outside of Eurovision throughout the year, but uh, maybe we will. And uh, obviously we look forward to coming back in 2023, guaranteed at least, for uh, our usual episodes. Where we'll be? Will we be in the Ukraine? Probably not, but we'll be somewhere to celebrate Eurovision for another year. But uh, let's close it out. Let's listen to our winning song, of course, from 2022. Uh, Big congratulations uh, to... Um, why am I looking at this in the wrong page? Kalush Orchestra. Thanks, Ben. Great host of Eurovision. Uh, Eurovision, Stephanie. We'll speak to you next time on Eurovision. Good night. <laughs>
потратить я гуляю Шлях би тебе трохи, ти все молода мама на піку Якщо не ціню опіку, на піку слабе мені копіку Запахайте піку, цю піку, я пепепек Своєю любов'ю Oh, my.